Hi, and welcome to this special Supercut episode of Much Talk About Nothing, a show about movies, music, and more, where we continue on our endless journey in search of something to talk about. As always, I'm your host, Grant Ingram, and on this episode, we are going to go through the news for this week, the spoiler-free review of Batman Mask of the Phantasm, and then our spoilery review of Batman Mask of the Phantasm, and I will have a spoiler warning up before that. As always, if you want to contact us, you can do that at Instagram, at Much Talk About Nothing, on Twitter, at MTAN Podcast, or at our email, Much Talk About Nothing at gmail.com. We would really love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. You can do that at ratethispodcast.com slash much talk. Well, without further ado, let's launch in the episode. Joining me today is my co-host, Grant Skillen. How you doing, Grant? I'm good as always. How are you, Grant? I'm doing well. Super excited to go over the news. Definitely. So, news for the day. Today is set to release worldwide about a week before it hits certain parts of the U.S. on Labor Day. Apparently, Warner Brothers is staggering its domestic release due to the virus. What do you think about this? I think that's a smart strategy because it's possible, keyword there is possible, that movie theaters could be open by then is it likely no but i can understand them trying to hold out optimism that they couldn't get it out in theaters i think that the idea of staggering the release helps out its well its likelihood because if you stagger it like you could release it in a small town in indiana and make it a big event there and none of them have coronavirus so they can go kind of safely and it helps out that those smaller theaters i guess yeah i guess i guess that makes sense but at the same time, you don't want to release it when it's not safe to release it in the theaters. Yeah, I guess my biggest fear is that since it's releasing outside the U.S. Um, a week early. Leaks. Leaks. Spoilers. Like, I don't want to know what happens going into that movie. I don't want to know anything about that movie going into that movie. Just stay away from social media. That's the best. That's really the only thing you can do because... Even, like, movies that are released in America, it can be shown once, but everything that happens is going to be all over social media. Avengers Endgame, cough, cough. And Infinity War, yeah. Infinity War, less so, because everybody kind of knew what was going to happen. But yeah, yeah, I didn't know Thanos was going to curb stomp them to the extent that he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we knew he was going to win. Because then if he didn't win, there'd be no reason for a movie later on. Right. And they announced Infinity War as a two-part movie. So, I mean, you kind of knew what was going on. I actually was kind of hoping that Thanos wouldn't win, like, in the first movie. That he would just get, like, four of the stones. And then the second movie, he would get, like, the fifth. And then it'd be the struggle for the sixth. And that's the whole climax of, will he get this stone to wipe out? the universe and start over yeah i would have i would have liked to see that um i really liked how with infinity war they did the whole like thanos was kind of the hero like he was kind of the focus of the whole thing and um i I liked that side of it but i would have also liked to you know not have lost spider-man for like a year (laughs) yeah but it also left you with a sense of like thanos saw himself as this divine like i am here to fix all of these problems in the universe it is up to me and nobody else yeah but the problem is not to just instantly wipe out half of the universe 
Yeah. I don't know why he didn't just, like, triple the resources, but who am I to question Thanos? Almighty Thanos. We should probably hit the next news segment, which is Spider-Man 3. So Spider-Man 3 got delayed by a month. It's now releasing on December 17th, 2021. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised that it got delayed. You would think, though, if it's releasing that deep in the 2021, there must be some sort of issue that they just know they can't fix. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't shot yet. Uh, yeah, that, that, that would do it, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's probably the issue. <laughs> yeah, if they haven't even shot yet, it may end up being delayed further. They're just like optimism with 10A. They're just optimistic that they can get it out then. Yeah. Um, I really hope it, it manages to find its way because it's looking like this is going to be the first year we've had without Marvel since like 2008. And that's just weird. Yeah, but it's just a weird time. And, and we don't know what's going to be going on then we could still be very much in the middle of a pandemic then well i think they're going to have a vaccine at some point i think by then we'll probably have seen it yeah i I don't know it's just weird i guess the further you push it back when that dam finally breaks you're going to end up with like 17 different movies yeah but that'll that that's going to hurt your wallets but that'll be fun that you just have all these different marvel movies they're not just marvel movies but be a bunch of different movies that you see the seat back to back to back. Oh yeah. While it hurts, but if you do it right, it could be really great. Like yes. um I guess my best movie story, um, last year when they re released Endgame and were releasing Spider Man Far From Home, um, me and another buddy of mine, who I believe you know, went after I got done with work and we went to go see Avengers Endgame and Spider Man back to back. On the day Spider Man opened and like the last day of Avengers Endgame. So I have like the, the Avengers Endgame We Love You 3000 poster. I have like a little Spider-Man action figure you get for seeing it on opening night. Nice. I spent like six hours at the movie theater that day. We went and got like Wendy's between the movies. It was great. It was like so much fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh yeah. I mean you, you get to see the, the climax of Endgame and then all of a sudden like immediately Spider-Man. It, it's just, it was so much fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Plus, all on the big screen. I've rambled on for about three minutes. The next thing is also superhero-related. The new season of Umbrella Academy has a 96% Rotten Tomatoes score. It looks like it'll be really good from everything that everybody's been saying. Grant, have you seen Umbrella Academy? I have absolutely no clue (laughs) what that is. Okay. Um, not gonna lie, it took me a while to get around to it, too. Um... It's like a superhero TV show on Netflix about this family that all have superpowers. Um, It's just really cool. Like, one of them can time travel, and so it's all about those time-traveling antics. It Mm. looks... The new season looks good. The last season definitely was really good. Um, For those of you who also haven't seen it, go check that out. You really should. Um, Grant, you need to watch that show at some point. It's good. All right, I'll... I'll give it a watch. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I'll give it a watch. Okay. Yeah, it's only like 10 episodes right now. Speaking of Netflix, The Witcher has a six-part limited series prequel about to spawn out of it. It appears to take place about 1,200 years before the events of the show itself. I personally have not seen The Witcher or played any of the games. Have you, Grant? 
Uh, I have not seen The Witcher play the games. My brother has both played the games and seen the show. He, my brother really likes the uh, game. He said the TV show was just fine, but also in a TV show, when you see, I can't remember the name of the character, but one of the main characters you see from them from the past and another one you see them in the present until the last episode. Uh, yeah, I've heard that complaint quite a bit. Um, I hear the second season's not going to be as much like that. I don't know anything about this prequel series. It just came out today that they were going to do one. Um, so moving on, Apple TV appears to be ramping up production on movies after the success of Tom Hanks' Greyhound. Grant, what do you think about this? Uh, I personally have not seen any of their movies, but if they're having some big success with them, then definitely a smart decision for them to ramp up and do more movies. Yeah, and I mean, more movies is great for everybody, right? Yep. So I guess after that, um, Justice Con was this past week. It's the big convention that's run by fans about Zack Snyder's Justice League. And there, Ray Fisher fired shots at Joss Whedon over being abusive on set, saying, If anything I said was untrue, I invite him wholeheartedly to sue me for libel, to sue me for slander. Which, um, not a good look for Joss Whedon. Uh, not at all. I mean, it's one thing to say stuff about a director. It's another thing to say very bad stuff and then say, hey, if this is true, sue me. We'll find out who's right. Well, it's kind of like challenging a guy to a duel at that point. <laughs> so I wonder uh, which of them, or is one of them going to be like Hamilton? Are they just going to point their gun in the sky? Or are they both just going to take aim? I I think Ray Fisher's going to be taking aim, to be honest. You don't say stuff like that if you're not trying to take him out. Yeah, supposedly at one point, Whedon locked Gal Gadot in a, um, in a closet because she didn't want to shoot a scene. <laughs> oh, oh, that's yeah. not a that's good look. Something. He ended up shooting it with her, um, with her stunt double and like superimposing her face or something like that. It was weird. Such a weird movie. I guess because it was so weird, we're going to end up getting the Zack Snyder cut of of the movie. He released a clip of Superman in the black suit at Justice Con um, and promised we would see more at DC Fandom, which is coming up in about three weeks now, including whether it'll be split into a miniseries or released as one whole movie. Are you excited for Zack Snyder's Justice League? Believe it or not, despite the fact that I'm not a DC fan, I haven't even seen the original Justice League. But I actually still am excited because I remember just on Twitter, it as soon as Justice League came out, and pretty much ever since then, people have constantly, including the actors, have been trying to get them to release the Snyder Cut. And if the actors have been trying for years to get them to release this cut, there must have been some big changes that they did not like in the final version. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, like, changed the villain and... Like half the movie, it was it was a weird movie, man. I I almost want to see it just so that when the Snyder cut comes out, I can see that and just compare the two. Yeah, maybe that's a review we do on the podcast when um when Snyder cut comes out. When is Snyder cut supposed to come out? Sometime early next year, so probably like February or March. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, it'd be fun. We should do a review of the original one and then do a review of the uh, Snyder Cut. Yeah, and I'm hoping they're drastically different movies. It sure sounds like they're drastically different movies. 
Because if they're so similar, why would they be so enthusiastic about trying to get it released? Yeah. Have you seen the supposed runtime on that thing, though? I know it's, I think it's like over three hours. It's about four and a half. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's two movies. They could probably just release it as like two different movies. Yeah, like I said earlier, there's talk that they're going to split it into like six parts and do like a miniseries. I, that, honestly, that might be better because four and a half hours is a long time. Yeah, yeah. Dedicate a weekend to go watch that movie. Yeah, Endgame was very long, and that's three hours. So basically adding another half of Endgame back onto it. <laughs> it's like Gone with the Wind, superhero edition. I just wonder like, how much of it is filler time, or is it just nonstop, go, 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 almost like Rise of Skywalker? Where it's just, they're constantly going from place to place doing stuff. If it's that for four and a half hours, there's no way people can keep up with it. Surely to goodness there's an intermission somewhere. <laughs> yeah, put an intermission halfway through. Like, you almost have to. Move that long? Yeah. Like, please, go get a drink of water, people. Don't just sit here. <laughs> go get water, go to the bathroom. We know you need it. Stop holding it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we talked about how they might split it up into a series or release it into a like a supercut. That's what we're going to be doing with the podcast. Um, Grant, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I can. So we, we've decided that we're going to cut the podcast into three different episodes. So we're going to have one episode dedicated to the news. We're going to have one episode dedicated to the spoiler-free review. And this week it's Batman Mask of Phantasm. And then we will have our third review, which is the spoiler review. And then at the end of the week, Grant is going to edit them together and release one supercut. Yep. And some weeks, if you guys will start DMing us or emailing us, we will do like a mailbag episode to wrap it up. Hello, everyone. It's Grant from the Future. I just wanted to let y'all know at this point, we are going to go ahead and transition into our spoiler free review of Batman Mask of the Phantasm. So we are going to talk about Batman today. Um, I know you said you're not a big DC fan. Have you ever seen this movie before? I have not seen this movie before. Okay. So we're going to get like your whole first reaction, first take, everything. Yeah. Alright. It's a good intro to the Batman mythos, man. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. So before we get into the spoiler-free review, um... Mask of the Phantasm is a movie in which Batman is wrongly implicated in a series of murders of mob bosses actually done by a new vigilante assassin. It stars Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy, and Dana Delaney. So Grant, having never seen this before, what were your thoughts? I thought it was interesting. It's definitely not one of my favorite movies I've seen. I don't know if you have differing thoughts about it. Um, I do. I really enjoyed this movie. I've I've seen it twice now. I watched it when I was a little kid, and I loved it then, and I even, I like it a little bit more now. But really, I'm I'm really excited to hear like your thoughts on it, what, what you liked, what you disliked. I almost just didn't like the whole feel of the movie. I like, I like movies that fit in more of like a wide-range story and more of an overarching story, and I'm not sure that this really has a place in anything outside of just being a Batman movie. Okay. I can see that. It did spin off of Batman the Animated Series. Like, there's a whole TV show that it takes place in. But uh, I completely get what you're saying. It is very self-contained. I personally disagree. I, I like my movies kind of small and self-contained. But I can definitely see why you wouldn't. 
just just differing of opinions. I mean, that's not to say like I I do not hate the movie. I'm not trying to say I absolutely hated it. I don't know if it just has to do with me being more of a Marvel guy. I just I'm just I just wasn't like a huge fan of it. Okay. I feel like it almost was a little cringy at some parts. I'm interested when we talk about spoilers to find out what those parts were. Because I, I can agree. There were times when it was definitely a little cringy. I mean, I do think one thing I will give is I think there are a lot, and I love these, there were a good bit of quotes in the movie. I'll definitely give it that. And I, I love me some quotes. But outside of, like, the quotes, I just, I'm just not sure, like, like the story of the movie, like I said, I just like movies that are part of a bigger story. Yeah, I, I definitely get that. Personally, like I like I said, I really like my movies to be smaller and more self-contained. And so like that's one mm-hmm. of the reasons I really like this. It's a very short watch. It's like an hour and 15 minutes. You can get it done in a, in a short period of time, which really helped out for the podcast. Um, I, I really enjoyed like the action sequences. I thought they were really, really fun. Um, I liked... I liked several moments when like Batman was just taking people down. I thought that was cool. This is a really small detail, but I really liked like the coloring of the sky and how it was red throughout the movie. I thought that kind of matched the whole darker tone for this animated movie. Um, I thought Mark Hamill did a really great job. Um, some would say a fantastic job. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs> yeah, on that pun, we gotta go. No. Um, yeah, like I, I just really liked, like you said, the quotes were really great. Um, we get those a bit more, obviously, in the spoiler review. Yeah. So come back in a couple of days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just there were a lot of things as a Batman fan I could enjoy. Um, but I could also understand not enjoying them as a non-Batman fan. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like a Batman hater. I'm just. I've just never been a huge fan of DC movies. I still much prefer. I mean, I'm sure there are some good DC movies, but this was definitely not one of my favorite movies. I completely get it. Um, I I tend to lean DC, so I guess we're gonna disagree about about that and football probably. <laughs> What did you like about the movie? I did like the mystery as to who Phantasm was. Because throughout the movie, I had my guesses as to who I thought it would be, and I was completely wrong. Okay. Yeah, that's something I really liked, too. Um, yeah, I kept expecting it to be just, you know, some random guy. I didn't think it was going to matter. And then it kind of did matter, and it was kind of cool. I also liked, um, like, like you said, I also liked the scenes of Batman fighting people. Those are kind of the draw to this kind of movie. I also like how they almost frame Batman in a different light than you're used to seeing him. Yeah, um, and I, I think that works for this. Um, that's one of my favorite things about this movie, too, because my biggest complaint about all the Batman movies is they've never quite gotten Batman. Like, the Nolan movies were great, but they were way too realistic, and there should have been a little bit more comic bookiness in them. Um, and then the 90s films were really weird. But what I really loved about this is it felt like Batman off the page, but it was a um, it was a very different take on it. Like, it was more of Batman the man than the bat, I guess. Yeah, it's very different from what I 
like from my childhood from what i imagine batman being it's very different from that oh yeah um what was your childhood image of batman if you don't mind me asking just this like i guess almost like his goody two-shoes superhero that's just there and fighting all the injustice in the city i can definitely see why you would think that with the children's batman cartoons yeah yeah he was kind of a goody two-shoes in most of those shows yeah and so then this is a very different it's showing more of the personal side of batman and some of the things that he struggles with with the career that he has yeah like his whole mission it's an interesting career choice it's something that's got to be tough to balance yes i mean just the amount of sleep alone i think would get you eventually yeah and then just also the plenty of other things you have to balance yeah Speaking of balance, I really thought the the movie itself maintained like a really good balance between like this really like light, lighthearted bits and um the the much darker kind of creepier undertones. Yeah, there were definitely some very creepy parts and there were also definitely some times um like some of the quotes come in and help lighten the mood. Oh yeah. Um Mark Hamill again did a really yes. good job. Uh-huh. Yep, and there he has a lot of good quotes, some of which I don't think we're going to talk about. But yeah, there were a lot of things his character said that I'm surprised you could get away with in a movie that was kind of marketed towards children. Yeah, he said a lot of stuff. But I mean, that's also Batman said some stuff too. Yeah, um, that's true. The fact that they were able to give this away is somewhat of a kids movie is very surprising. Yeah. Um. I guess it just kind of all rolls off of the animated series, which was also supposedly a kid's show, but was very dark as well. Yeah, this movie is rated PG. I just looked it up. I had no idea how they pulled that off. Yeah, um, I don't really either, because it almost became like a movie for adults, but it was still kind of appropriate for kids. I feel like they made the jokes and the quotes enough where if you don't know if you're not listening for it you don't hear it yeah and there's no swearing or anything to like up that rating it's just dark now i'm gonna go ahead and say this because i know you don't know it and it's not a spoiler but um andrea beaumont who is introduced very early in the movie um i really liked her character and how she shaped batman um i i know you don't know this um she was a character that they made up for this movie. Um, there's nothing nothing before, nothing afterwards. It's just this movie. And I thought it was a really good job. I, I agree that, that it was a good job. I'm not surprised because of how it changes and portrays more of Bruce Wayne as the person. Yeah. And that's I don't I don't know a lot about the comics, but everything I know, they don't it's not as much about Bruce Wayne as the person is just bruce wayne is batman and it goes into more detail about batman yeah um i do know a lot about the comics i'm I'm not gonna lie i've got a a lot of them you're not wrong um you're you're very much not wrong but there's also quite a bit about bruce wayne It, it all depends on what kind of story you end up buying there are a lot of them that are um that are bruce wayne centric and there are a lot of them that are very much not bruce wayne centric um, one of my favorite stories, actually, it, it's called Nightfall, and it's about um, 
Batman's getting his back broken and like how it dealt how it broke Bruce Wayne as well. Um, that's just my Batman ramble. So for letter grades, I'll go first. And <laughs> I would I personally would give it a, a plus to an A, probably settling at that A, because I, like I said, really enjoyed the movie. There were a few minor criticisms I had of it, but we'll get into that on the next episode with the spoilers. Um, wh- what about you? I was thinking somewhere about C plus or so. Okay. It, it could have been much worse. I just think there were some parts that were cringy and just part of it's me not being a huge DC guy. Not that I'm using that, like, I don't like DC, so therefore I hate this movie. But me being a, not being a DC, DC guy, not knowing as much about the DC universe as you do, I just didn't enjoy it as much. Yeah, there, there's certainly a lot of, um, of background work that it draws on that I can understand why it wouldn't make it enjoyable for somebody who didn't like know that. I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie with what I knew of it. I just know there's a lot of it that I don't know. And so some of the background information, it's not, and for people listening, I'm not trying to say it's a bad movie. It's, it's just not for me, but people like, I'm more of a Marvel guy. You're more of a DC guy. I'm more of a Marvel guy. I know you'll definitely, you definitely enjoyed it much more than I did, but I think it's still worth a watch. There are definitely, definitely there are a bunch of quotes, and that's definitely my favorite part about it. Yeah, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you at least enjoyed that. I guess that's probably why they have menus at restaurants. That way everybody can eat, but we don't all have to eat the same stuff. At this point, we are moving into spoilers for Batman Mask of the Phantasm, so if you haven't seen it, feel free to pause this, go watch the movie, and come back and finish the episode. So Grant, as always, I'm going to let you kind of start us off with your thoughts on the spoilers of Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Take it away. Um, just just like as I was saying in the uh, definitely not recorded five minutes ago spoiler-free review. My definitely my favorite part about the movie are the quotes, and it starts very early on with yeah. um, when Phantasm is going after the dude in the parking garage. And the dude goes, this time I got you, you lousy, stinking, and then Phantasm just jumps out of the way. And then there's the moment of realization, like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good quote. Yeah, I really like how she followed that up with, Sal Valestra, your angel of death awaits. And just it immediately introduced the catchphrase. The movie starts off, Phantasm kills a mobster, and Batman gets blamed for it. Because, let's be honest, how many night-themed vigilantes are there in Gotham City? I like how they portray Batman. Like, they make like they make the people think that he is not a hero, that he's some sort of villain. In reality, of course, he is not. But I like how they at least make it seem like the way that the story goes, the people have no idea that Phantasm is a thing. They just hear this ghostly figure, and they're like, this has to be Batman. It's, Batman is standing right over the window as the car drives out of the parking garage, which I must say is very high up into the skyscraper next to it. And Batman's just standing there. And then from then on, Batman is almost portrayed as the villain, despite the fact he's very much the opposite. Yeah. And um, like the councilman wants Gordon to go after him. And I hate to say it, but he kind of has a point. Like, it looks like Batman killed the dude. It does. People should realize it's almost too obvious with the Batman just standing there over 
watching the dude drive into the building, you'd almost think Batman, if he were to do that, he wouldn't want to be seen. Right, because he's back. Yeah, so from that sense, it almost makes you wonder if they should have realized. But at the same time, they just all they know is they see this car just drove off of a parking garage into the skyscraper, and they just see Batman standing there. That's very suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Typically, you don't want to stand over the body if you didn't kill it, but... Uh... So from this scene, we, we get, you know, Gordon supporting Batman. He, well, he wouldn't kill anybody, and that's about all that goes. And then we cut to a dance of some sort. I think it's at Wayne Manor. Um, and I know this one is rife with quotes, so if yes. you have anything. Um, so um, I have a couple. <laughs> um, I have, after the police talk about how, like, he, Batman is some insane person, um, Alfred goes, you're the very model of sanity. And then, oh yeah, I put away your exploding gas balls. <laughs> that is great. Yep. And then I also have um, when the ladies are all hanging out with Batman, and they're like, don't say the M words. It's like, yeah, don't say the I word either. What's the I word? Engagement. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was the perfect way of like setting up Batman or Bruce Wayne at this point is like the Playboy billionaire, and yeah. um, and they even mention it um, later about how he hangs out with these women because he knows that there could never be like an actual relationship there. Yeah, um, they're not the brightest bulbs. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not the sharpest tools in the shed. Yeah, they're they're definitely not. Um. And then they introduced the concept of Andrea right there with, um, I guess it was the councilman who asked what happened to her and um, why, why Bruce let her slip away. Yep, and then uh, that's another quote. Um, when, the, um, when Arthur gives him the handkerchief and he's like, thanks for the handkerchief, Arthur. You know where you can stick it. <laughs> that was a good quote. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And, like, immediately after that, they, they transitioned to, like, the college-age Bruce flashback where he originally meets Andrea. Yeah, and I have another note about that. He's just straight-up eavesdropping on this random lady talking to her dead mother. Like... Yeah, pretty much. Bit creepy. A little bit. And then, and then he follows her. I mean, they were talking, but he still follows her all the way to her car. Making fun of her for, like, half of it. Yeah, not how you would think a romantic relationship would start, but that's how it does. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you have several billion dollars in the bank, you can afford to be bad at starting relationships. Yep. Now, I've got a quote here that I really liked because the dialogue in this movie I just thought was really well done. Um, Where Andrea asked him, tell me, with all that money and power, how come you always want to or how come you always look like you want to jump off of a cliff? And then she portrays it like her dead mother was asking the question. We've we've met her at this point. I really like her character. I'm I'm not sure what you think about her. Um, what do you think about her? I like her as a character. I feel like she almost is too influenced by other people at first. Yeah. Or, yeah. And then um, eventually she starts taking matters into her own hands. Um, mm-hmm. She starts, yeah, very quite literally. Um, Spoiler alert, she's Phantasm. Yeah, I mean... I did not 
think that I thought it was gonna be like her dad. I was I expecting her was, dad. I did not think it was gonna be her at all. Yeah, um, I neither. They really kind of made you think it wasn't going to be her, and then it was her. That was one thing I did like about it, is just the suspense of who it was, and then they make it seem like it's not her, and then it is. Yeah, and it was like a gut punch of an ending, too. Yeah. Because, like, you really want both characters to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's another quote I guess we'll get to pretty pretty soon from now. Um, yeah. I really liked how they like told the origin story in this next bit where he's he just shows up in you know the ski mask and starts beating up people. Um, mm-hmm. Like even if you knew what was coming down the road, the the road to get there still kind of surprised you a, a little bit. Yeah, he started from the bottom. Now he's here. Yeah, like he he has to find something to scare the criminals. Yes. Yeah, I I enjoyed. Um when he was like doing jujitsu in the backyard and she just just like takes him down of course obviously like once he like he could just easily take care of her afterwards but i still think it was funny that i was not expecting that and he obviously was not expecting that either yeah and then like right after that where they like started kissing and alfred just walked in and like turned turned around <laughs> yep and that, that's not the last time that, that happens in the movie either Oh no, um, he does that multiple times, and then, but it's just always so funny. Like Alfred shined in this movie. He did. You can tell so much just by him saying so little. He's just it's such a good character. So from this scene, we roll into what I'm going to refer to as the Bronsky scene, where a mob boss is paying respects to the mob boss who died in the car crash. Would like to really say Phantasm was creepy. Yeah, she's very creepy. Yeah, I. Got, I really liked how they did like the grim the grim reaper with like a claw type thing, and then it was not undone by that scene where she buried the dude alive with his own tombstone. Yeah, it very much <laughs> carries on throughout the movie. Yeah, it's a horror movie for children. Yeah, like, and just like you were saying in the spoiler free review, I have no idea in the world how this is a PG movie. Yeah, I I, I don't either. I would have at least given it PG thirteen. But from there, I guess the next big thing I can remember is when Batman's visiting his parents' grave as Batman, and he runs into Andrea, who immediately realizes it's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Obviously. Um, like, yeah. I can't believe nobody else has figured that out, but I also didn't expect her to. I didn't expect her to either, and then she just was like, okay, cool, you're Batman. Yeah. It, it was just, it was something, apparently, she didn't find weird but going around in tights beating up criminals yeah I mean don't we all do stuff like that like I don't know about you but I sleep with socks I, I know people who beat up criminals like it we all do weird things uh, <laughs> I don't sleep with socks maybe you're the weird one Grant <laughs> <laughs> which Grant is being referred to the world will never know yeah, I could be talking in third person, which would make me the weird one. <laughs> and then Alfred, like, shined again as he was telling Bruce that when Bruce was like, I don't know, maybe I'm going crazy um, for falling in love with Andrea. He's like, actually quite the opposite. And then, well, and then they go and, you know, meet Andrea's dad. I, I don't know if you've got the quote down, but um, I thought he was like a typical dad. You know, something about how the money and power was... um. 
was nothing if you didn't have anyone to share it with, like right there with his daughter, right beside. Yeah. Uh, money and power should be shared. Oh, my daughter's right there. How convenient. Yeah, it's almost like you two should get together. What? Yeah, it's yeah. insane. So I like how Bruce was talking to his parents at his parents' grave, trying to tell them he was sorry he was backing out of his promise because he didn't count on being happy. Um, yeah, I feel like, though, they would much prefer him being happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I Although, would, you know, you know more DC stuff, so that could be wrong, but... I would definitely agree, and, like, Alfred even says it. He, he even says he... He thinks that his parents would have wanted Bruce to be happy, but um, I don't know. I I think to Bruce the whole quest thing is is how he gets vengeance for that night, and I think it I think it meant a lot to him, and he he legitimately felt bad about like not yeah. following that. It was kind of gut wrenching to watch. Like it's like oh man, he didn't count on being happy. What? I definitely think that his parents would definitely prefer him to just live life and just be happy instead of constantly in this state of vengeance and like I must like avenge their deaths yeah um and that's not a good mental place to be in where you're always like you need to be happy sometimes like and this is where we hit the question is the the Batman is as insane as the people he fights against um Yes. I would agree. Yes. Um, Is he as insane as some other people? Like, perhaps the Joker? Maybe not. Maybe not. But he's definitely crazy. Does he have the same quotes as the Joker? No, he does not. Oh, no. And boy, are there some quotes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Speaking of quotes, though, like, right after that, when Bruce asks or tells Alfred, he goes... You think you know me so well, don't you? And Alfred goes, I diapered your bottom. I bloody well ought to, sir. Um, (laughs) I just thought that was hilarious. We're almost to Joker. I've got one more thing before we get to Joker. Um, I thought Bruce being ready to give up his mission, like right as all the bats left the cave, was like a really cool thematic choice. Um, Yeah. And you almost think at that point it would have been like, the right timing for him to let go of it. Yep. And then as soon as Andrea left, it like drove him into the pit. You know, like he was he was Batman. Um then he didn't have anything else really to live for. His only thing to live for was this vengeance. Mm-hmm. And this feeling that he had like he felt he had to avenge their deaths. I mean he had nobody at that point. Um Yeah. And as I mentioned in the spoiler-free review um, days ago, complete like two, three days ago now, um, the Andrea character wasn't somebody that had been around before, so they created her for this movie. And I thought it was interesting how they weaved her into the origin story, how she essentially created Batman at that moment. Yeah. Unintentionally drove him further into this, I must... I'll just keep repeating myself. <laughs> you're, you're good. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. So now we're getting to your part, though. Introduce yes. the Joker, voiced by Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself. Oof, so I mean, There are just so many quotes. And I think 
the best one of the bunch is don't touch me old man i don't know where you've been because that is, because that is very whether they intended it or not that was foreshadowing for something going on currently in real life yeah yeah that's, that's true and then i just love when he was asking he was questioning the councilman about who he thought phantasm was and I love when he guesses he goes wrong and then pulls out this buzzer and just keeps buzzing every time the uh, councilman gets it wrong. Oh yeah, um, I it's very Joker. That's, that's something yes. only Joker and then can do. I liked, but was also slightly creeped out when he was talking about Phantasm and said the Phantasm was nowhere near as cute as Bat Boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That that slightly weirded me out. I'm like, um, hmm. yeah. Um, and you kind of get into the whole why does the Joker keep fighting Batman? Because the Joker loves Batman, and it it, it, it gets a little weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, Joker is talking about how Phantasm is going to go for people, and then he goes, maybe gulp, sob, me too. <laughs> I loved how he pronounced, like, all of his emotions, like the gulp and the sigh. Yeah, I cannot do Mark Hamill justice. As much as I think he is not a great actor, I think he is a great voice actor. I completely agree. Luke Skywalker, whiniest character in history. The Joker, voiced by Mark Hamill, greatest Joker in history. Yes. And then, uh, maybe skip it a little bit, but I also love when he is at the desk with the councilman. And uh, Andy calls. I'm just going to call her Andy. Mm-hmm. And Andy calls and goes, Ooh, you devil. Yeah. I liked um, when they blew up Sal after Joker like gassed him as Phantasm's walking in. And he goes, He's all gonna, he's going to be all over the place. Brains, spleen. I was like, Holy crud, this movie's PG. How do you do that in a PG movie? The fact that this is a PG movie is beyond me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little intense for younger audiences. Um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, was there anybody who wasn't out to get Batman in this movie? Like, the cops hated him, the Joker hated him, Phantasm hated him. Everybody was, like, trying to kill him, is what it is. What it there, was that, there was that one guy. What's his name? Gordon? Gordon. He, like... The only guy that was like, hey, maybe he's really not behind all of this. Yeah, and they went over his head and had four precincts chasing the guy down. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of surprising. Um, Yeah. Um, Do you have any other Joker quotes before we get kind of closer to the ending of the movie? Um, I like... I think this may be, or this is not closer to the end, but I believe it was Joker who they had strapped in the chair and he was just laughing his head off. Yeah. Um. I liked uh, when they were talking, but I believe it was how they, like, was it they sold Andy's dad to the mob? Yeah, um, yeah, that was Arthur Reeves, the, talking about how, um, how the, the councilman, how he had, um, how he sold Andy's dad to the mob, yeah. Yeah, I like how Joker just goes, so you sold him to the mob? It just starts laughing uncontrollably. Yes. So you sold him to the mob? (laughs) That was Pete Joker. 
I'm trying to think. There was another quote that I really enjoyed, and it was um, it was one of the ones between Sal and Joker, and it was just um, how Joker kept talking about how he was going to just like put him in these seats, and he was like chucking him around, like just literally picking him up and throwing him down. I just thought that was really cool. Uh, this may be a bit further on, but I like the um, plain quote. Which one? The point, uh, the this, po- the point of the future is going to make you history. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was good. Um, right, as, right as he said, um, I think the lines, I think my party's been disconnected. <laughs> as he blew up the phone. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where that fits in the movie. I don't have. I just have quotes in the order that I liked them. I don't have where they are specifically. Um. I don't think it really matters. We've just kind of we're getting really close to the end. Um, yeah, people are gonna. If you haven't seen the movie by now, please go watch it. It's really well. I think it's really good. I still recommend watching it. It's not my type of movie, but I know there are plenty of people like Grant who will love it. Yeah. Um, so even if it's not your cup of tea, give it a watch. It's an hour of your time, and you can say you listen to something because or you. You can say you watch something because of this podcast, and it means so much to us that you would change your day based on our words pumped into your ears. Yes, although I feel like Grant's words are much more likely to make you want to watch it. I still recommend it. It is still a good movie, but it is not my type of movie. Yeah. Um, So if you're like Grant and you're not a huge DC fan... You might not get as much enjoyment out of it as I did, but um, apparently you should still watch it. So getting right up there towards the end, I thought the whole reveal that Andrea was Phantasm was enjoyable and um, and surprising. surprising. Yeah. yeah, like I had no idea it was coming. And I've seen the movie before. The fight between her and Joker um, was quite good. I always enjoy watching the villain get kicked in the crotch. Like there's just something about it. Especially yeah, and although it also it also kind of hurts though as a guy like just whenever I see someone get kicked there I almost imagine being kicked there and it's not uh, fellow, fellow guys know that is not a good feeling at all yeah it hurts a little bit a little bit um yep yeah um and that led directly into what was eventually like the final fight of the movie between Bats and Joker in like this, you know, the smaller city of the future thing. Mm-hmm. That um, bit confused me personally. It did me too. Because I was like, wait, I can't, I, I, I did not think Batman was bigger because there was, and then it was just very weird because it, it just transitions from him being normal to them being huge and then just back to them being normal size. Yeah, um, I, I kind of figured it out about halfway through the, through the thing when I saw Joker's like hat that was the top of the skyscraper as he was walking along, um, <laughs> because they were in the ride the whole time, like they were in the you know the smaller like the miniature thing. Yeah, um, I just thought it looked kind of cool. I, it confused me too though. Like it, it was a weird, a weird moment. Yeah, it looked cool. It was just, it was just yeah, whatever. I'm yes. just going to repeat what I've been saying. So you can just... I, and then the last thing I have to say, and then we'll, we'll get to your closing thoughts. I really liked the very end of the movie where they're on the boat and Andrea um, 
when the guy walks up to Andrea and asks if she's alone or if she wants to be left alone, and um, she goes, "I am alone." Like it was just, good lord, yeah, it's not what... so dark. Oh yeah, like she, the mob had taken everything from her, and what it didn't take, she took from herself. It was just awful. Yep, she had nothing. She had nothing. So those are my closing Nothing thoughts. but ruined pride, something new inside. A voice telling her, Andy, you got to fend for yourself. She starts retreating and reading <laughs> So we're going to see the return of Phantasm as Alexander Phantasm will win? Um, yes. That's going to be weird. Um, but it'll be fun. Maybe we'll get a musical. Maybe. <laughs> Instead of the duel with Burr, it's just the duel with Batman. Yes. Anyway, Grant, do you have any final thoughts before we, um, I guess, sign off? Just like I've been saying, it's not my type of movie, but that's not me trying to say that it's a bad movie. It is still a very good movie. But just as, a, as someone who's not very connected and not very knowledgeable about the DC universe, I still enjoyed it as much as I could. But I'm sure if I knew more, I would enjoy it even more. Alright. Um, yeah. I Like I said, I really enjoyed it. I think I was at an A and you were at a C plus last time? C plus or so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's our first not A plus review on this podcast? Yeah, I mean, we did start off with Hamilton and Bernie, which both deserved the A plus. Yeah. So, for those of you out here wondering, we don't only pick movies we like. Um, and if you want to suggest a movie, send us an email. Grant, tell them where they can send us an email. If you want to contact us, if you have any suggestions you think can help improve the podcast, or if you have any suggestions for a movie or a TV show to review, uh, you can email us at muchtalkaboutnothing at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at M-T-A-N podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Much Talk About Nothing. And I've been Grant. And for other Grant, thank you for listening. See you next time.